Welcome to the Art of Healthcare podcast, where we aim to be as good at the human side of healthcare as we are at the clinical side of healthcare. My name is Chris Desmond. I'm a physiotherapist who's fascinated by how we can better help the person with the problem. Join us as we learn how to connect better, how to show up better, and how to understand our patients and ourselves better. Welcome to the Art of Healthcare show. This is the show where we're joined by experts in order to try and help us get better at helping the person with the problem. Tonight, I'm delighted to be joined by Dr. Nick Kimber. Nick is an expert in in personalized health with a a real fascination around nutrition. He has a background in sport and exercise science, and he's done a lot of different things in his career. Very academically oriented. He's published quite a few papers. He's an educator and a practitioner practitioner and loves to loves to teach people whether that it be his clients or whether it be other health professionals as well and probably most importantly nick's also a role model so he practices what he preaches he's not just kind of reading things and then giving them out willy-nilly he's testing them out on himself to make sure they work and see how he responds to them nick thanks so much for joining me today chris absolute pleasure i i love that intro that's uh that's great well, mate, that's recorded now, so you can. I'll, I'll give you the audio clip of that, and you can just kind of send it around whenever you're doing a speaking gig. That's it. <laughs> awesome, mate. Um, Nick, why are you interested in the people side of healthcare? Why does that fascinate you? Mm, well, look, um, I, I think you really just uh, touched on that actually in the intro. Uh, you're you're right on the money with it. Wanting to educate, wanting to help others with a greater understanding. So imparting knowledge, it's something that really was, was always there right from, certainly right from undergrad days, wanted to be a phys ed teacher and then realized actually the whole food thing was, was really fascinating. And I'm sure a lot of listeners will relate that, you know, I, I love food, I mm. like eating food, but you, you're probably, I'm, I'm up. Pretty keen on that too. Pretty keen on that. Yeah. So the idea of then understanding more about that and helping others understand was just always there. So really, I, I the people focus is about wanting to help and impart the, the the knowledge that I've gained for others to to elevate their understanding and importantly their behaviours and practices so they can improve. That's sort of where it, where it all comes from. Mm. Yeah, awesome. So it's kind of the the learning and teaching yeah. frame for you. And why why health? Yeah, that's a good one. And I, I guess probably it was just it's kind of a natural thing through always being active and always being loving being involved in in sport and particularly you know riding bikes from an early age. I think somewhere around about three or so years of age, I jumped on a bike and went, this is fun. And being um, being reasonable in my early days at a variety of different sports, at tennis and rugby and basketball, and thought, you know, gee, this is something I, I just want to really pursue and understand more about. And then probably, this is interesting too, actually. I think one of the critical factors, and, and, and many will relate to this, that there was someone at secondary school that was a real inspiration for me a real like 
key person in my life. You know, we have these key people that come up yep. that, that, that guide us and, and, and make a huge difference. And that was my phys ed teacher. I won't mention her name, this confidentiality, but I thought, wow, I just want to be like her. And that was my inspiration, you know, be in that, in that health space, educating around being physically active. There, that's real stuff. Awesome. And that can, I mean, our, our focus today is going to be predominantly around the personalized health work that you do. Mm. And I, I know over time your, your practice has become a lot more personalized to the individual in front of you. Where did it begin? Like, where did it start? Did you, were there personalized elements with it or, and, and what was the catalyst for it to, to shift and evolve over time? Yeah. Yeah. So Good question. And, and it was quite, there was quite a definitive kind of starting point actually. And so a little backfill is I had, when I finished my PhD in Melbourne, I, I had a real desire to want to set up my own consultancy company. I'd been uh, lecturing for many years and wanted to really get out there. There's that, there's that whole drive again to share the knowledge at a, in a, in a bigger uh, greater way. And so I developed my own nutrition program called the NutriFit program. And I thought it was brilliant. Of course, you know, we're always blessed. <laughs> we do our own thing. And, and look, for some clients, it's fantastic. They got great results. For others, it just, there were some things missing. It's like they, they did well, but then it just, they either dropped off or they, they weren't, it wasn't really in synergy with them. They were, they were, they were struggling. And I, just knew there were some pieces of the puzzle missing, but I didn't know what they were. Mm. And so I persisted, I actually moved back to New Zealand, continued running with the program, but it got to a point where I just knew that there was, there was crossroads. There was, I either got to do one or two things. So they either got to reinvent this program. I've got to overhaul it and go right back and go, what is it that's that, that needs to improve? Or I've got to look at something else that I can be that I can align with that I can tap into and it actually funnily enough was a podcast it was a podcast by Lisa Tamati who was on one of my when I had a podcast myself and one of our first guests and I listened to her interviewing someone by the name of Dr. Ken McDonald or he was quite an inspiration and just was talking about personalized health and epigenetics and it was, you know, it was all those moments and you probably might relate, Chris, where there was just light bulbs on, like, on the runway mm. with ding, ding, ding. And then all of a sudden this pathway eliminated and I mean, that's it. This is, this is the key. It's actually recognizing the individual for who they are, not attempting to take this program and fit it around the individual, but get that individual, understand them and, and, and have the program really work for who they are. So that was the, that was the catalyst right there. And then I got trained up in personalized health and away with you. Yeah, awesome. And I think it's, especially for a lot of us who are entering into clinical practice in the early days, uh, we have all of this great theoretical knowledge and that this theoretical knowledge has been pulled from population-based studies. So a lot of the theory does fit nice and neatly over a bunch of individuals, but it does miss people at either end of the spectrum and some in the middle, depending on what's going on for them at the time. And it might've been you actually that I was having this chat with a, a couple of weeks ago is it, it's like fitting, it's not, it's not the square peg in the round hole. 
you, you've got a round hole and you've got a slightly off round pig that you're trying to jam in there and it almost goes, but it doesn't quite go. And it, and I think that's, that, that's sometimes what we're, sometimes what we're stuck with when we're starting out is that we've got this great theory. It helps a lot of people, but it doesn't help everyone. And we're not quite sure how to adapt it because we're thinking about it as, as theory rather than about as the person. Yeah, totally. And we're thinking about that theory as in, well, Hey, I, I know that this, this is founded on a, on a solid platform of science and, and it's been, has been tested, you know? Mm. But even with that, you know, you're still left with, well, it's been tested, but I need to test that as well. And so you'd go down a certain path based on the best information that you have at the time to realize, actually, that wasn't quite the right path. So let's back up the truck and we'll go down another path and we'll see what that's like. And, and that's how how it was to, to a large extent prior to personalized and no surprise, right? That those that, that it was the right path on the first occasion were similar to myself. They had similar body types. They were, they had a, a more, what I would call a, an, an ecto, either an ecto meso or, or an ecto endo. So they were, they were, they had that, you might, might think of it in the old somatotype terminology, the, the linear, which, which meant things like carb tolerance worked well and frequent feeding worked well, but for some, that was just the worst thing. Mm. What's awesome now is that when I start coaching a client, I know with, with a lot of certainty, nothing's ever a hundred percent. There's no such thing, I, I believe, right? You can never be fully conclusive in any scientific, but I know with a lot of confidence that the path I start on is the right one. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, I agree with that. I think is that like it's it's really difficult to be a hundred percent sure in anything at all. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, Nick, since your since your approach has shifted to a more personalized approach with with the clients that you work with, how have you noticed the results shift? Yeah, it was fairly dramatic in a, in a few areas. So first of all, what I, what I noticed was their, the, the success with certain types of clients and certain types of challenges was significant. So, so for example, digestive challenges, and this is, you know, affects a huge array of different, different people athletes. Absolutely. And I've worked with those who have, you know, had absorption issues with things like fructose and, and not able to tolerate a lot of food during exercise and, 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 you know, gastrointestinal distress and these things during activity. But then there's the others who just feel like they, they, every day they've got a brick in their stomach yeah, and they're bloated and they're, they're, they've got a lot of gas and they're just, they're just really uncomfortable. And, and so what I was able to, to, to help these individuals with was a, a sense of relief within a short two, three weeks, the brick's gone, they're feeling lighter there. And then there's these, these peripheral benefits, they're sleeping better, they've, their energy's improved. And then there's the, the weight loss and not always was that was the weight loss substantial, but it was, it was there, it was happening, it was going in the right direction. That's always what clients are there really to 
to have results with, right? They, they want to change their physique. But, but underlying that is relieving stress on their body. And, and I think that's, that's the essence of, it, of actually how I work. I, 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 and I, I share that right up front with clients. I say, look, you know, we're, what I'm here to do is to assess your body so I can understand how that we can reduce the stress from your lifestyle so that your body is working in synergy with how it's designed. And so it was quite amazing that, you know, so these, these problems started to alleviate. And then the other great thing about from a certain business and a, and a, and a practice perspective is they stayed with me longer. Mm. That, right. So rather than coming in for a couple of sessions on average, it would be two to three sessions and then they would just go and do their thing, whether or not they had success or not, typically that would be the end. Now I've had some clients I've worked with for a year and a half. Yeah. That's yeah. You know, a massive difference. Mm. So even the you're saying even the ones that were that your program fitted really well initially, yeah. they were two or three and then done. Yeah. They'd, they'd so, go off on their own. Not always. Not always. They they would be the odd one who would come in. But they they would be more for, hey, I've got a specific event. Can you help me mm. for, uh, with that? Can you write a nutrition plan for that? Yeah. I guess I'm probably, uh, I can, I completely understand why people, the, the, the other ones that um, maybe weren't getting the results initially, why they would hang around with a more personalized approach. But why do you think the ones that got good results or the, the demographic of people that got good results with what you were doing previously compared to the ones that get good results with what you're doing now? Surely there's crossover there. Like, why are those ones? sticking with you for longer as well. Yeah, like, and, and, and the answer to that is that it's really about that, you know, the, what's, what's there for that individual in terms of that, their, their underlying characteristics. What's interesting is, so someone like myself would be a, uh, I'd call, I'm actually a crusader type, which is a, an, an ecto-meso combination. So that's the derived from the ectoderm in development. So that gives rise to the nervous system. So there's a lot of energy into the spinal cord, peripheral nerves, central nervous system, you know, cerebral function, very much in the mind. In fact, the mind is the number one health priority for my type, which is really interesting. And that makes perfect sense because, you know, the mind's always ticking over. Those individuals, they can't tolerate, they eat frequently and they're very driven and they, they want to come and seek your services for the next event or how to keep improving. So those individuals, I had one in particular, would just certainly come back doing coast-to-coast events and those and other endurance events and, and just enjoyed that, that I had the science and I had a program that seemed really to really work and it was, it, it, it was validated for them. So then on the other flip side, there's, the, the clients that I've had for even longer periods that with the gut issues there, they love that social interaction. They love their, there's a sense of having someone to talk to and share and work through problems. And so they're, they're, they really enjoy just that being together with someone and having a discussion, having a chat, they're not so worried about science and how credible anything is. They just want to be knowing that they've got someone that they can come in and and they'd work together with. So social for those individuals would be their number one health priority. And that's, and understanding that is 
really a quite yeah, transformative really in, in a practice. So you can, so I can adjust what I do for those individuals who, who I know are of a certain type, I would call them a guardian type. They're more endomorphic. They're larger in body size. They will always carry more muscle and more body fat. Always. That's how they're designed. In fact, if you attempted to really reduce that tissue, they become extremely unhealthy. Mm. <laughs> so, so it's a long answer to really the, 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 the long short is that it really is about that individual, how they present, what's important for them, and then recognizing, hey, that, you know, to help keep them on the right path and, and, and together as a, 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 in a practitioner-client relationship. You just need to acknowledge what's going to work for them, what things uh, they respond to. Yeah, yeah. And I think actually I, I'm just kind of reminded for, by, from a story, well, actually it's a very, very short story that kind of <laughs> probably sums that up. I had a client who came back to see me again and he's, oh, he, he's doing really, really well, and, but he wants to keep going. And I was like, if you don't mind me asking, like, why do you want to keep coming back? And he just turned around and he said, because you understand me. I'm like, cool. I can work with that. <laughs> yeah. um, and I think that's that when, when you start to personalize people's health journeys as well, it's, that's a really vital part is that, is that understanding. And I think you've illustrated it really well with, with the different stories you've told there as well, Nick. Yeah. To, to play a little bit of devil's advocate when we're talking about personalizing people's health journeys, especially in a healthcare system that there's not a whole lot of room. I mean, there's not a whole lot of give. There's a certain amount of funding and that certain amount of funding needs to be used in a certain amount of time. So often people have 15 minute, 20 minute, half an hour appointments with people. I guess the argument for personalization in that space is it takes too long. I can't, I can't get in there and do anything effectively if I'm really trying to personalize it in such a short space of time. What do you, what do you say to that? Yeah. What I say to that is firstly, absolutely agree that if you want to really personalize effectively, comprehensively, it does take time. I profile individuals using measurements and then a comprehensive questionnaire and that will take, you know, 45 minutes. That people do people do that before they come in and see you though, don't they? That, that they do they do part of it before they see me. Okay. Right? Yeah. They do, they but they complete the questionnaire and then I'll do the measures which take around fifteen or so to twenty minutes and then we'll go over those questions just to make sure they're there. Yeah. You know, there's a few tricky ones in there. We just need to check. And then but here's the here's the great thing. It it, it is absolutely possible in a fifteen minute consult, if you're trained with a personalized health lens and you can see as I do now and I can't help it, but I, every person that I'm looking at, I, I, I'm going, what type of individual do I have here? And what I'm looking at is I'm looking at their, their jaw structure. I'm looking at their, their neck. I'm looking at their, the, the circumference of their head, their, their limb lengths. I'm looking at wrists. I can, uh, and. Those are probably the more obvious ones and, and obviously the tissue size, you know, circumference and, and, and after a while you can quickly, and it's, it's very rudimentary, but you can get a fairly good understanding. Hey, this is the type of individual. We don't have to do a comprehensive assessment. I, I, I kind of know this is, this individual is going to be 
of this has this pheno, a genotype underpinning, if you will, which is really what it's about. It's understanding what uh, is gone, what's there in the blueprint that's led to the expression of that individual to give to mm. present them how they are. And of course, that expression is the combination of your genes and your environment, and that is epigenetics. That's the that's the science. Yeah. So. It's, I almost feel it's like I've got this competitive advantage. Really. I can very quickly, and sometimes, you know, you, you don't always get it right, but within a 30 second assessment, you can understand, okay, I've got this type of individual. So that allows me to language things in a certain way. So I, I talk to them in a certain, that's the pace of the speech, the type of words that I would use, the particularly around and then adjusting the science, you know, Harry, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of practitioners will probably relate to this that are listening that they, there's a tendency to go, gee, I've got all this information. I just want to go, <laughs> yep. right. I want to blast them and, and that's going to surely be the most effective. And it's totally not the way for certain individuals, They'll, you'll freak them out and, and that they won't want to come back. Mm. I'd probably argue that for most individuals, if you dump all of the information on them, uh, you'll mess them up a little bit. Yeah. And and I think, as you say it, you're right. The the personalized argument is like, it is, it can be slower and it's definitely slower initially as you're starting to to figure out how to do it in a way that, that works for you and for your clients. But as you start to get better at it, you pick up these things that people bring to the table. You you start to understand, okay, this this person has this going on for them or this going on for them. And so I need to be thinking about that and, and be cognizant of that as I start to put together a program for them. Whereas if you hadn't thought about that, you're going to run into that as a barrier later on or further down the track and or someone's going to kind of come in for a couple of sessions and then and then fall away. So learning to develop the skill is in in the long run, it speeds up the process. I think in the short term, it's harder and it takes longer. But most of us hopefully are in this in this for the long haul as well. Right. Is that we're not here for a couple of years and, and then done. So it's worthwhile investing in this because it's your future future Chris is going to thank you. For doing it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I'd also just add to that, and that's a completely agree that then you're also setting up a, a future where you're not only more effective with your clients, but, but this has a ripple effect through your, you know, your, your family life. And so you're, you're, you're in a circle and friends and you, you start to understand them because the personalized approach. If you if you are certainly utilizing the platform that that I am aligned with the PH three sixty platform, you know, there's there's elements of of social satisfaction, of mindset, of of environment, of of uh, your genius or your talents, in addition to food and fitness. So you then start to get an appreciation. Oh, okay. So someone's kind of they're operating that way. That makes sense to me. You know, they they love being out in the open space they love the sun and the warmth rather than you know this time of year and winter so, so it's just that i think it's so liberating to really start to to understand that 
yeah, we know people are different. You know, everyone on the planet's different. It's a no-brainer. There's no one's disputing that. Every single human actually is different, even even those with exactly the same genetic uh, mm. blueprint, because that blueprint interacts with the environment differently. But it it it's it it starts to just give you this whole new sense of oh right so. Maybe that's why my partner reacts like they do in a certain way. That's why my children are like they are. And it's, it's just, oh, there's been so many peripheral benefits that I've discovered through personalized health. Mm. I can, yeah, yeah, I can definitely relate to that. Nick, how can we start to, to personalize the healthcare that we give to people? How can we make start to do that in a way that's easy for us and in a consultation tomorrow? Oh, so yeah, look, um, it's, it's, I'd love to be able to give a, uh, a quick, do you not have a checklist? Yeah, <laughs> there is something I'm just thinking of like, what, what could you do? Well, there is, there is a, a very short, sharp sort of uh, tool that you can have that for someone, I'm just in terms of that, for someone who's never come across personalized health before, what, what could you do to give yourself some understanding of how to, how to utilize that? There's a, there's a free online test that can be used that, that you would have someone to take complete, and that would start to give you some sense of, of where they're at. But I think it's, it's just not something that you could just pick up straight away without going through some some background training mm-hmm. to be fair yeah yeah and uh, send me the link to that test and i'll i'll pop it um i'll pop it in the notes for the show and oh, people can yeah, people right. can check it out i guess some kind of one one thing that i like a, a thought experiment that we could we could get people to do to to start to personalize their their healthcare practice is this is going to run really counter to what a lot of people want to do. And actually, like, it's probably going to trigger a few people listening. So apologies for that. I want you just to sit with it a little bit. You feel free to call me names, but sit with it, think about it for a couple of days, and then maybe have a go at it. I want you just to forget about the pathology. I want you to forget about trying to create a doll, find a diagnosis for this person or forget about the diagnosis that you've already given them. And I want you just to ask them questions about them as a person. So don't, don't ask them questions, ask them questions about their problem or direct, direct questions from a diagnostic perspective about their problem. Ask them questions about them as a person and test that out for a couple of people. And just see how that feels and see how it fe- see how they found it when they come back and see you the next time. And that might be a nice way to start. Just going to jump in here and leave a little caveat that I probably should have said during the podcast. Obviously, make sure you ask all the important questions and do all the important tests to rule out all of the nasty shit because that is really important. You don't want to miss any of that stuff. But once you've done that, Again, flip the focus back to the person, not the diagnosis. I think the more that you can start to understand what's what's happening for someone and their um, what's going on in terms of 
all of their lifestyle stresses, you know, that mm. what, what really attracted me to, to explore personalized health as well was the holistic nature. Yeah. It wasn't just a food conversation. You know, and, and, and I still, to this day, so I've been practicing now for three or so years, but I've three, three and a half years actually. And sometimes I'm sitting, I start a, a client in, in the initial profiling session and I might start and then there to seek my uh, assistance and expertise on food. And I'm going to start asking them about their environment and their internal, how their house is, is that they, they have things in order. Is, is, there, is there a room in the house that's causing them stress and does, do they like open spaces? It, it, it's kind of, it's crazy because, you know, how is that related to food? Mm. But those things, so it's kind of along the lines of what you just talked about, Chris, you know, ask an understanding of where, you know, where do people like to go and, and relax? What's their favorite environment? What's their, how do they, what sort of social settings do they like? Mm. These are all great questions that help to just get a sense of who they are. And then yeah. you can start to understand, ah, so... If we relieve some stress in these areas, then that's going to really start to shift how their body uh, experiences stress overall. Because you see, the thing is, is that even if you have the best nutrition plan in the world, yeah, so I could set you up and say, righto, Chris, here we go. We're going to dial you right in. We're going to have everything on point. You know, we're going to just, it, it's nothing's left unturned. But if you're outside of that, say, you know, in a, in a very stressful job or not doing things that are aligned with your genius or your, your, you've got a lot of things, your mind is, is just going crazy and you're, uh, you've got significant other stresses, that nutrition plan may be, may be healthy, but it nowhere near as effective. Mm. Yeah. And I, I really like the way that you explain that. And I, and I do think, I, try and think about it in a similar way is that there are there are a whole bunch of of stresses or loads that come on to people um from every aspect of their life and and sometimes thinking about it in a like a tifare tapafa kind of model if you wanted to to fragment it out and to okay what are the what are the the physical stresses that you have what are the the social stresses that you have the mental stresses that you have and the, and the spiritual stresses that you have sometimes that's a nice way to kind of delineate that stuff for people, but they all interact with each other. And so obviously my background's a physiotherapist. And when I first came out and started working as a physio, I thought it was all about the tissue problem. It was all about the the muscle or the tendon or the ligament. And and that was that was the problem. And now I realize that sometimes that's a lot of the problem. Sometimes that's a little bit of the problem. And sometimes that's really not the problem at all, but that's where they're sore. But it's because of all of this, all of this other stuff that's that's going on for them. Yeah, absolutely. That's right. So it's it's about yeah, recognizing that and, and helping people consider that their that their body is an expression of all of these lifestyle factors that are interacting, as you just well, you know, said really well, that that are then resulting in and manifesting whatever ailments they have or challenges that they have you know so for the world i work in with food it's it's related to 
yeah, those digestive challenges, the, the, the weight issues, the, yeah, the tiredness, the lack of energy or poor recovery. Yeah. Oh, sleep is a big one too. Not sleeping well. Yeah. Yeah. I have that problem at the moment. It's unfortunate. <laughs> it's, it's not, it's not due to much else than children, but that'll pass at some stage. And I'm looking forward to actually seeing what I feel like when that does. Hopefully I won't catch as many daycare bugs. Um, Nick, we're, I mean, we've been, we've been talking a lot about personalizing a, an approach to deliver services to the people that come to see us. But one thing that I reckon is really interesting, one thing that's like, if we don't get right, makes our practice really challenging and potentially kind of pushes us to be more stressed out and be more loaded up is that the approach needs to be personalized to us as people as well. And I'm really fascinated on how do you work on personalizing the way that you practice to who you are as a person and what do you need to do? What do you need to recognize in yourself to, to do that? Yeah. It's, um, gee, it's, it's a, it's a really good question that because, you know, you're always going to have your own innate characteristics come through in, in, in any client consultation environment. So you, I think what, um, what I like to do is, is where possible work to my strengths, which is understanding the, uh, the, the science behind what I'm teaching and using that in a, it, it, appropriate times. So for example, helping one understand that the, what, what I just revealed for them in terms of their type is based on a lot of different science, but I don't need to go into all the 15 layers. I can just say, Hey, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that contribute to this type of, of outcome for you. I think I like to really use good resources as well. So that's, that's my own personalization where I, I, and I like to create efficiencies as well. So I'll, I'll record things and I'll, so then I have a, I have a certain script that goes out after initial console and it's, it's personalized to a certain type, but this is already crafted up. I've got a little wee recording about uh, summarizing the particular type, uh, got a bunch of other resources that I'll, that I'll send out that, it, that my own, um, tendency to be you know, a bit more detailed and really provide a lot of good information that just, that's just going to come through and, and that, that type of approach. Mm. Um, I fully acknowledge though, that that's doesn't, it's not always what people are after, right? Yeah. So, so I have to remind myself that sometimes people, all they want is just to have a chat. That's all they want. I want to have a conversation, just check in, see how they're going. They don't want to really be loaded up with any information necessarily. And I mean, that's, that's probably not your natural state in terms of how you want to, how you want to interact or how you want to deliver service to that person. Like, how do you, I guess, how do you wrap your head around just having a chat? Like yeah. what, are, what goes through uh, your mind and, and your thought processes to make sure that that's okay for you? So. It is, this is a, it's a really good point because it's comes 
really down to the, what's the value proposition here for this individual? And the way that I, I, I kind of reconcile that little bit of, it is somewhat of a, a dilemma because it's like sometimes you, you, you don't feel like you're giving much value. You're not really imparting a lot of information. You're not really utilizing all that knowledge that's there. But at the same time, I have to remind myself, actually, this individual who's presenting here, based on what I know about them, to them, their value proposition is, am I enjoying this conversation? Do I feel like I'm having a good social interaction and i feeling supported and there's some nurturing and caring and understanding. That's, that's what's there for them. And those words are also important for them. They, they, these individuals are 10, they're, they're the, the pillar of the community. They, they, they lift everyone up. And so they just want to be there to have a, a majority of the time. Not everyone's different, of course. They just want to feel like they've had Good. Yeah. And, and the classic, here's a classic example. So, so, so this type of individual, what I could again call the guardian, like these types of clients. I remember this was when I was back in Christchurch. They come into the, into the office, which actually was a, was a home office. They open the door and the first thing they would do is just go for the hug. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a hug. Now, because I'm very, of a very different type, being a crusader, of course, well, I'm, my mind is going, oh, hug. Okay, all right, how do I do this? Am I going this way? I'm analyzing it. You know, so I've kind of, it's a little, sometimes it was awkward, but other times what I needed to, I guess the point is I just needed to let that go and go, don't think about it, just hug. Because that's what what they're there for. They they just want that, um, they just want to know that there's, they've got a good social connection and then and then everything just rolls from there. Yeah. Yeah, and I think some people, some people just need a safe space to to share sometimes, and that's that's one of the biggest things that we can do. Exactly um, right. That's it. I'd be remiss to if I didn't ask, what's your hug technique like now? Have you got have you got the angles right and got it all down pat? Got it down pat. Yeah, good. It does good, help good. that I've got um, these big. Oh, you've got long you've got long arms for the people not on video. Nick would he'd wrap around. One and a half times around a lot of people. One and a half, yeah. I, I've, yeah. I've got this. My my idea sister-in-law would say I've, I've got the eighth factor. Oh, I'm the missing link. <laughs> <laughs> I hope she's not listening to this. Was she a health yeah. professional? Uh, no, she's not. So. No, no. We'll send it to her anyway. Yes. Yeah, um, <laughs> so, Nick, what do you what do you encourage people to do tomorrow? Off the back of our conversation. Oh. Yeah, good luck. I tell you, what I encourage them to do is to is to really just yeah. The the, the essence of, of the message is embrace your yourself for who you are. Really start to accept your unique body for all that it's capable of, for all that it can, can do, and. And start to look for the great things that you are able to to achieve and 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 and, and be an experience in your everyday lifestyle. I, I love that strength strength based approach, you know. And that's what I help people do is to go, hey, yeah, you know what? You're, yes, your body may naturally want to absorb food more effectively and store energy, 
but more you've got this very strong, powerful body that that cares and supports and lifts others up. Then let's let's embrace that. Mm. Yeah, that, that's my message. Really, yeah, nice. And I think um, I was when you said it, I was just like. I've, I've definitely embraced my shit jokes more as, <laughs> as I've recorded more podcasts. I tried to be real professional to start with, but yeah, well, they're not even good dad jokes sometimes. On, on that note, thanks so much for joining me today, mate, to talk about how we can, how we can personalize healthcare for people a little bit more. It's been a, it's been a pleasure. Yeah. Very, very well. Um, thanks for inviting me. No worries. If people want to find out more about you and stuff that you do, where should they go to do that? Yeah, look, um, jump on the website there, nz. There's um, a bunch of information on there. I've got a new program just launching as well called the 10 Behaviours for Elevating Your Health. So it's a kind of like a behavioural science program coupled with personalised health. So that's, that's an exciting one. Got a Facebook page as well. Jump on Dr. Nick on Facebook. You can check me out there. Yeah. So, they're the two key channels nice nice that is a wrap thanks everyone for tuning into the show if you've enjoyed it then make sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss any of the weekly episodes if you want to support the show the best thing you can do is to share this out with a mate that you reckon might enjoy it and if you want to enhance your skills in this area even more then watch out for the art of healthcare community coming in august 2021 It's a truly interdisciplinary space for us to upskill our art. If you want a sneak peek for more info, head over to artofhealthcare.mn.co. That's artofhealthcare.mn.co. And a couple of quick thank yous. First of all, thank you to my brother Jeremy Desmond for the amazing theme music. And thank you to you guys for joining me as we look to improve our art.